0: Holy Spirit, I invite you into this moment. You are the teacher. Touch the hearts and the minds of those here. Let your words take root in the fertile grounds of their hearts. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading this meeting. I thank you, Lord, for being here and moving among your people today. We are your body and you are the head. We thank you for instructing us. I want to welcome everyone to this Agape Fellowship meeting. We are going to discuss today something that came as quite a surprise to me. (laughs) We are going to talk about our mind versus the Holy Spirit, how we can be sure that we're hearing from the Holy Spirit instead of our own mind. Now, we've talked about How to test spirits and how to make sure it's not something else intruding. How do we know what we're receiving isn't just our own thoughts? Well, this message began because I was sent a question by someone. She said that she asked the Holy Spirit if everything was going to go her way in an upcoming battle. And he said, That she would be victorious. In this email, she told us that she had tested the spirits. She had asked if Jesus, the Messiah, had come in the flesh. And the voice she was speaking to, that the what was coming into her thoughts, said yes. So, how come it didn't happen the way the Holy Spirit said it would? This was greatly troubling to me because. I have tested the spirits many times and I have found false spirits and I know that works. So during my quiet time, I sought the Lord and I said, Holy Spirit, you are never wrong. If you were speaking to her, what you said should have come to pass. Was there something wrong in the way that, that spirits were tested? Are we missing something from the word? Or is there a way for spirits other than you to get around this testing? What happened? The Holy Spirit said very clearly, I wasn't speaking to her. The enemy was. Or sorry, I wasn't speaking to her and the enemy wasn't speaking to her either. That this was from her own mind. He said she was too focused on the problem. That she is a young Christian and her soul was still dominating her spirit. And because of this, she had placed her problem above God. It became become an idol. It was so focused on getting the answers to this problem. That was all-consuming. So her own mind was in control of the communication she was receiving, that it wasn't from him. I said, oh, no. <laughs> I was thinking, who then can be sure they're hearing from you? And I asked him, I said, how can any Christian? Be sure that what they're hearing is from you and not from their own desires, not from their own mind. His answer was simple. He said, very swiftly, tell them to ask me for a chapter and a verse, not a scripture, because even sometimes a new scripture can recall, or a new Christian can recall a scripture, but ask for the chapter and verse, because those are much harder and most people do not have those memorized. He said, I I can provide those. He also said, tell them to strengthen their spirits with the word of God, the heavenly language, and with prayer. Later, when I was typing up this response, the Holy Spirit said, tell them to practice being led by my peace. Okay, well, as I do, every time that I hear from the Lord. I went straight to the word of God. I said, everything here must line up, line up with the word. So I took it apart piece by piece. First, human beings we know have three parts. The correct order is your spirit should dominate your soul, which rules over your body. This can be found in the scriptures under 1 Thessalonians five twenty-two through 23, it says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your, may your whole spirit, soul, and body. That's the correct order of dominance given by the Apostle Paul. Now, um, how about testing the spirits? Well, I knew, I knew that was scriptural, but let me give the scripture for you. 1 John 4, 1 and 2, verses 1 and 2 says, beloved, do not leave every spirit But test the spirits, whether they are from God, because there are many false prophets that have gone out into this world. By this, you know that the spirit is of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Now, Jesus Christ also means Jesus, the Messiah. Okay, number three. How do we know that the Holy Spirit guides us through peace? in this verse that i'm going to quote the word rule actually means to umpire a game to be the deciding factor colossians 3:15 says and let the peace of god rule your hearts that means let the peace be the deciding factor in your mind your will and your emotions to to look for that peace now we know that we can hear from God and from Satan. The Bible is very clear about that. But how do we know that we can hear from our own minds? Romans 1:21 says that because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God and neither were they thankful, but they became became vain in their own imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. A Christian Someone who knows God, this verse is saying that a Christian, someone who knows God, they can become vain in their imaginations, the images within their thoughts, the conversations that take place in their thoughts. The Greek word thexago is translated, they glorified. It means to honor. We must honor God and be thankful for what he's done. When we honor someone, we pay attention to what they have said previously. That is one way of honoring God. So I had sought the Holy Spirit. I had sought the Lord further in prayer, even while writing this message. It didn't actually come all in one day. And I was very concerned. I was like, wow, you know, Holy Spirit, does that mean I should be asking for a chapter and verse? I know I'm not a young Christian. But gosh, is this good for everyone? You know, and, and, and how do I know this is from you? How do I know I'm hearing from you now? You know, I was kind of a little shaken by this whole thing. Immediately, the scripture came Ephesians 4.18. I have to tell you, I am not um, a genius. I don't have the Bible mem- memorized chapter and verse. I didn't know what Ephesians 4.18 said. I actually had to go and look it up after i finished the prayer time with the holy spirit here's what the verse said <laughs> they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of god because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts this is the holy spirit showing that indeed a christian even a christian can be apart from god and be be in ignorance There are two main things here that you can be in ignorance with, meaning a lack of knowledge because you haven't sought the wisdom of God because you haven't studied his word and that this can also harden your heart. We know through the word of God that a hardening of the heart can happen for a couple of different reasons, for many of them, but two of the biggest ones are because of continual disobedience. That means focusing on the wrong thing. And another one is focusing on an issue, a problem, instead of God. That hardens our heart. Our heart is our spirit and our soul, and, and our heart can be be fo- so focused on something that isn't God that it's hard and crusty for everything else. It, it just wants, the, wants what it wants. Hard Something hard is unyielding. It's, it doesn't allow for movement. So let's talk about young Christians for a minute. The Holy Spirit said that the reason she heard from her own mind because she was a young Christian, which a hardened heart often often happens in a young Christian, but it can happen in an old, it says everyone who partakes of only milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe or a baby. you can translate that, but solid food belongs to those who are full age, that is those who by reason have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So when we're babies, we have just the direct word of God and we feed our spirit with that. And that's milk. And that's good to grow as a baby. But then we're expected to have the meat of God, the hard things, the things we don't really want to hear because they're going to mean that we're going to have to change our life to stay in alignment with God. You can find some of those things in the Courts of Heaven Academy, (laughs) and they aren't in the beginning courses. They're in the ones closer towards the end, because we want to give you the milk and the easy things first. Okay, so this verse shows that there are babies who are young in the things of God, and that we must have meat to grow, and we must exercise discernment. This is why he gave new Christians, young Christians, and anyone who really, I mean, the Holy Spirit is no respecter of persons anyone who wants to test and make sure they're hearing from god um you know if you're hearing from your mind you're not that you're you're not going to get that response from a spirit of denying that jesus came in the flesh because your mind can acknowledge it so if you if you've already tested for that then you can exercise further discernment by asking for a chapter and a verse he wanted you to practice this discernment so you could find out where the places in your life were that weren't yet yielded to him, that you were still hardened in your heart. You're still focusing on the issue. We can exercise our discernment. Let's continue looking at what the Holy Spirit said. See, I don't just take, oh, yes, the Holy Spirit said this to me. I always verify it in the word. And that's what a mature Christian should do. When you receive something something from the Lord, just don't take it on faith. Go to the word of God. Okay, testing the Holy Spirit. Is this scriptural? Is this according to the word of God? Is the way he told us to test him okay, according to the Bible? We know that we can test other other spirits, but can we test the Holy Spirit versus our mind? In John 15, 26, it says, but when the comforter is come, whom I will send you is from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the father. He shall testify of me. This was Jesus speaking. This is the job of the Holy Spirit to testify of the Lord. And then if we look at John uh, chapter one, verse 14, it says about Jesus and the word was made flesh and dwelled among us. And we beheld the glory, the glory as one only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth jesus was the word of god made flesh he is everything that that bible holds he is the word the word is him he was made flesh so that we could see him and interact with him so when the holy spirit is te- the holy spirit's job is to testify of jesus who is the word and he's showing us that what he's saying is truth by giving us the word the scripture the chapter and verse so this is very scriptural. It's according to God's ways, according to what he's already said in his word. He also told us to strengthen our spirits. How can we do this? Is that according to the word of God? Is there a need to strengthen our spirits? Let's look at Romans 12.2. It says, and be not confirmed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. How do you know what the perfect will of God is? How, do you, how can you find that it's acceptable? You have to renew your mind. You have to renew it by reading the word of God. Sometimes, even if we're willing to do God's, it, it God's way, even if we're willing to walk in his ways, it can be very challenging to do it if our soul, if our spirit is weak and our soul is strong. So that's as we feed our spirit by reading the word of God, it'll be strengthened so we can walk in his ways. See, James 1.22 adds a new depth to this. He said, be you doers um, let's see, but be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. If we are not doers of the word, if we're only hearing it and then going off and doing our own thing, then we are deceiving ourselves. We have to continue reading to really see James outline what is happening here. James twenty one twenty three 23 through 24 says, For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who beholds his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself and goes his own way and straightaway forgets what manner of man he was. If we don't practice what we're learning, then it won't benefit us. That's what he's saying, that if we don't begin practicing and doing it, then we're going to lose it we're going to we're not it's not going to apply to our lives. There's no permanent change in the natural world. We must be willing to put into action the wisdom God brings us. You know God is awesome. He is so good that he actually shows us what will happen when we follow through. But whoever looks at the perfect law of liberty and continues therein he being not a forgetful hearer, somebody who hears it and forgets and does his own thing, but a doer of the work and what he's hearing and seeing, then this man shall be blessed in his deed. What James is saying here is that when you follow through, when you start doing what you're hearing, then you're going to be blessed by God. So we can kind of flip that and say, when you don't feel like the works of your hands are blessed? check and see if you are doing what God's word tells you to. Start with the obvious 10 commandments. That is the law of liberty that James was referring to. If you don't feel like that you can find the sins that need to be removed, or maybe that you can't walk in that, ask the Holy Spirit. He is our helper. He will show you any sins He will help you turn from them. He'll strengthen you. He will teach you. And of course, you can always come and learn at the academy. And then you can receive sins that are the charges the enemy is using against you in your life. There's another way to tell if you're focusing too much on the world and not enough on God. Romans 8, 5 through 7 says, For that... For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind, that's the fleshy mind, is at enmity with God. The flesh represents natural things. Um, It represents the things of sin. The Spirit are things of God. When we are new Christians, our minds are filled with things of this world. That's all we know are all the things that we've done, all the things we've seen, all the things we enjoy doing, (laughs) regardless of whether or not they're good. So how can we know if we're on the right path? How can we know if we're being freed of the things of this world? Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we know we have truly let go of the things of the world. We really know we've, we have let go of those things when the peace of God comes. No matter what the circumstances are, he can bring peace when you focus on him and let go of everything else. As long as we're anxious, then there's still something that we're letting take the place of God, something that we're letting interfere. You know, this means that if we continue to ask others to agree with us in prayer, to continue to pray and beg God to help us or our loved ones, then we haven't really placed it in God's hands because we're still seeking. We're still looking for support and help. We don't believe that God has taken care of it. I'm not saying don't pray. I'm not saying don't pray in agreement. But once that is done, once you've asked, asked in faith, then, then it's time to praise him and thank him. Remember, that's honoring him is when we, when we, Focus on what he's already said. Focus on what he's already done. We praise him and thank him for what's been done. That's when we leave it in God's hands. That's when we drop it and say, you know, Lord, your will, not mine. Notice that this peace that passes all comprehension, it, it, it isn't a natural reason. If there is a reason for the peace, then it's not what you're looking for. It's peace despite how it looks, despite the things not going our way, not going the way we think it should. Without the Holy Spirit, it is impossible for our hearts and our souls to be at rest when it looks bad. Only our Lord can bring that peace to us. That's one of the great gifts he brings as our Lord. When the situation is bad, don't seek out answers. Seek him, give it all your concerns to him. Be determined that whatever comes, it is something that he can handle. This is glorifying God, and this is praising him, saying, You are strong enough to handle that. There is nothing like honoring someone by saying, You know what? You got this, you are strong enough. I am not worried because you're bigger than this, and you've got it. It's all going to be okay. However, when we continue to focus on the problem, when we continue to focus on what is wrong, what we're saying is, oh my gosh, this problem is so big. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? This problem is so big. We're focusing on the bigness of the problem instead of the bigness of our God. Just remember, if it were easy, everyone would do it. Thank God. Thank you, God, that you have sent a helper who is the Holy Spirit. We can cry out to the Lord and our Lord will be there along the way. We are not left alone. He has sent the help we need. So give it all into his hands. And that is how we grow. Because when we do that, he's able to move in. He moves into that time and that moment. And then at the end result, we see the good things happening, which increases our faith for the next time and the next situation. But we have to take our hands off. Only one pair of hands can hold something at a time, can be working on it. I've seen it in the courts of heaven and visits where (laughs) there is a mom who's really worried. And I actually saw um, in the courts that she had this this thing that represented um, her issue in her hands. And she would turn her back on the Lord and she would be working on it. And the Lord would be standing there like, there's nothing I can do. And he was just waiting for her. And then she'd get frustrated and throw up her hands and, and throw it off to the side. And he would get it and he'd pick it up in his hands. And then she would grab it out of her hand, his hands and she'd be working on it and working on it. And this was the problem. <laughs> that is the vision of what I'm talking about. Only one person can have it in their hands. If you're concerned about it and continually pressing towards it, then you're taking it out of his hands and putting it in yours. And whose hands do you really want it to be in? We want it to be in his hands. His hands are so much better than ours. So pray once in faith, pray once and receive that answer. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring peace about it. He can help in whatever you're dealing with, whatever stage you are. And I pray that he will swiftly move into that situation as you give it to him. That is our message today. I thought at first it only applied to young Christians. But then he showed me in my own personal prayer time that it even applies to older ones often when the Lord is bringing me a new revelation, he'll quote the scripture to me that it applies to right away. While in that moment, when I wrote the book, Why Doesn't God Speak to Me? I had every scripture and every verse, (laughs) but I had to go and look it up. Then I'm like, oh, okay, well now I've got all this in my mind. Let's go find it. And I had to go connect all the dots and and write it up for you. This is the way our, our Lord works through his word. It's all there. We will... Now, begin our question and answer session, and I wish you could be here to answer, ask any questions you have. But if you'd like to come to our next Agape meeting, sign up at agape-cf.org, receive the Zoom number, and be here with us. you miss some awesome worship by Sandra? Okay, Lydia, do we have any questions here today, so far, or Sandra, someone, today? Okay,
1: Nwabisa um, has a question.
0: Wonderful. Hi, I know, Abisa, what is your question for us today? Uh,
2: so my question is, um, I struggle a lot with like double-mindedness and like being indecisive about like my decisions and what I want. Would you say it's because my soul is like stronger or is it like the lady you just spoke about who just keeps on giving her problems to the Lord and taking them back and being frustrated?
0: It could be a little bit of both, but I think the main problem is is, um, your spirit needs to be strengthened. You need to be strengthened in the things of God so that your spirit can dominate because it's through that that faith comes. Remember, faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. The more of the word of God that we have, the more faith that comes and the more that we can walk in those hard things of God. Okay, so I know the Academy is wonderful and great and God has told us that this is what his people need to learn to enter the secret place, but you also need the Word of God. That's why we have the in the hearing from a God God Academy. We've started um, the walking through the New Testament just a little bit because we want to encourage you to read the Word of God too. Okay, thank you. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) Okay, um, so Joyce, I have also sometimes thought it was Holy Spirit who answered me. And later, when I was doing what I had asked, I found it was on my own. I have today found out that I was wrong. Thank God, I repent in Jesus' name.
0: (laughs) Amen. It it can happen to any of us at any time. You you know, uh, that's what my when I was reading this, the main mistake was. And it's from the hardening of the heart which can happen to any Christian at any time, when you're focused on the issue rather than on God. Um, we ha- always have to, to remain humble and have a softened heart towards the Lord. Sandra, do you have any anything else about that hardened heart that you'd like to add? I feel like I'm missing something.
1: I think one of the things that I have found from experience is... Um, asking the Lord to show me things from his point of view rather than my own, to see things through his eyes, Um, because, you know, you do, you have this, your soul has such a desire to see something come to pass in a certain way, and we can get so fixed on that, that we miss the big picture. Or it's so traumatic, or so we're so covered by it that you know we just miss what God's wanting to do. And so I found that um, that's been helpful for me is to ask Him, "How uh, help me to see whatever it is that I'm struggling with through Your eyes, Lord? Show me the big picture."
0: That's an excellent way to approach. The Lord, you know, and you'll know that it's his way when it doesn't isn't something you want to see, <laughs> you know, when it's when it's a shock to you and it, and it's hard to accept. Sometimes that's often God showing you his way.
1: Lynn, can I just confirm what Sandra just said? Because <laughs> I, I got that exact same thing that when we go into prayer. We should never assume what the answer is. That is what many times deceives us. If we really want to hear from God, we have to let go of our desires, let go of what we think is the answer. And then you almost have to go into prayer neutral.
0: (laughs) And then you'll hear the right answer. And that's what I did for this message is that it was so shocking to me and so so i was like wow this is so so hard to hear that i had to actually place it before the lord and say lord you know is this from you and i had to be willing to hear no you know (laughs) that it's not you always have to just say lord tell me and then that's when he brought that scripture you know when i was asking lord is this from you do i need to be getting scriptures And immediately he gave me the scripture that applied to this teaching. One of them, one of the many that I used. So that is a great way to keep our heart soft is is approaching him in, in that way of, Lord, you just tell me what's right. You show me what's right. And I'm willing to be wrong. Um, Do we have any other questions here today for the question and answer portion? It was a pretty straightforward message today with tons of scriptures. Thank you, Lydia, for posting them all. I added that one that the Lord had given me. He told me I forgot to put it in. Um, So I added that one, Ephesians 4, 18. Um, Jillian says she has a question. Yay. Okay, Jillian, what's your question?
2: So it's about testing whether it's our flesh or not and I know you said ask for a chapter and a verse and so if you're given
0: because I've done this um
2: if
0: you're given a chapter
2: and I've had it that I don't understand why the chapter in the verse was given to me like I don't feel like that helped me understand what was happening like you know what i was talking about with the lord and so if that happens
0: what what do you okay so i would suggest two things um one is to go ahead and read the entire chapter okay and until you get to that verse and sometimes i even do the chapter before until you're sure what that is speaking about, the whole situation that's surrounding it. Because sometimes taking one verse out of context isn't enough, but once you put it into the context of the surrounding word, then you'll understand how it applies. Um, If it doesn't apply, you can um, ask for help from an elder. They may know a little bit more about that word than you do, Um, And then if it doesn't apply, then consider that it came, that even that chapter and verse came from your own mind, that your mind pulled out a chapter and a verse out of the Bible and it didn't apply. If Um, that happens. Yep. If that happens.
2: Um, Should, like, is sort of that a sign that I still need to strengthen my spirit more? Is that what that is?
0: it's a sign that you might need to give that issue over to the Lord and strengthen your spirit.
2: Okay. All right. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. And, um, let's see, somebody asked, Sheila asked, she said she's driving. Is this going to be an article? It is actually going to be a new class in the Academy under hearing from God. Um, He showed me that I had all this other stuff about hearing from the enemy and how to test the enemy but I didn't have anything to how to test it, your own mind to see if it was from your own mind. So I'm gonna add that in the hearing from God portion. So you'll actually have questions to answer, Sheila. Yay, <laughs> more more fun stuff.
1: Okay, Lorna says, Lynn, when you describe the voice the person heard as the mind, not the Lord's or the enemy, That's very shocking to me. I'm still a bit confused. In addition to scripture verse chapter, can we also pray before we ask a question? If so, do you have an example perhaps?
0: We should always be praying before we ask the question. But the problem is sometimes... The prob- the problem is, is such a centralized issue in our life. I mean, it can be anything from, oh my gosh, I'm going to be evicted next month and be on the street, to something with our children. The, que- the It can be so striking to our soul that unless our spirit is super strong in the Lord, our soul can move in. And so no amount of, of preparation can work, I don't think. Um, the Holy Spirit just said that was the way to test. So he didn't give me anything else other than to do it this way and, and to look for the peace of God. Remember the peace that passes all understanding. This means, and, and you'll be able to sense it. Um, the peace of God is like nothing else. I, I've, I've had to work on that <laughs> just recently. I'll tell you what, I always thought I knew what the peace of God was like until i actually really experienced it when i was in in trouble and struggling and then it's really like all of the tension goes out of every muscle out of every place in your being have you ever been like in a really stressful situation like my husband when he proposed for to me marriage um he had kept been carrying the ring around for a few weeks and he was so nervous about proposing that after he proposed he literally didn't want to do anything else but go home and sleep he, he was just like oh, undone wrung out you know? he's like that stress is gone and i just want to collapse that's what the peace that passes understanding is like no matter it, whether or not you have a resolution whether or not you know the answer whether or not you've seen the outcome all your body just goes limp with oh, it's done. Oh, thank goodness it's over. Oh, I have, you know, that's what the piece is that, the piece that passes understanding is all, is like, and that is the other way that the Holy Spirit gave to test. I, I know, Lorna, you're right where I am. I was so distressed when I, when I found out that somebody was hearing from their own mind instead of the Holy Spirit, and it was so hard. I, I was, because, you know, we have those conversations, and we, and we feel that we are hearing from the Holy Spirit. And it was so, so vexing to hear that, oh my gosh, somebody had been misled, and I had to find out why. Does that answer your question, Lorna? That helps? Okay, good.
1: Julian said, um, if, and if we're still struggling, do we hold it with an open hand and try to rest in him?
0: Sandra do you have some I know you've had some you know kid issues that are beyond what I've experienced and those can be the toughest how did how did you let go of them
1: um <laughs> sometimes I've I've just had to ask God to prize my fingers off them pretty much you know and at the end of the day I guess the thing is that God knows um he knows the end from the beginning and it's it's about making a conscious choice to trust him you actually have to choose on purpose even though my world is falling down around me or it, it appears like like you know there's absolutely no hope in sight god you are sovereign and i make a conscious choice to choose to trust you because at the end of the day, what else is there?
0: And then I've heard other people talk about maybe praying in the heavenly language until something breaks. Yep. Because the heavenly language will edify your spirit. That's right. And we
1: can do that with any decision we have to make is to to come before the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know how to pray about this particular situation, but you, Holy Spirit does and so I bring this whatever it is to you and I'm going to pray in the spirit and then I will just pray in the spirit with my mind on that issue until as you say I feel like the air's gone out of the, the intensity and in the air has gone out of the balloon and the peace settles and then I know I've been heard and often when, when we know we've been heard, we can find rest.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Sandra. And Sheila wants to make sure that this can also happen when you're journaling. I, Sandra, I think honestly, journaling is no different than speaking in your mind. You're still hearing yeah. things, right? Absolutely. And the Holy Spirit is able. He can bring chapter and verse just like this. Guess what? He is able to do that and he's willing because it's testifying of the Lord, which is according to his job description on this earth. Yeah. Grant makes a good point. He says often,
1: he often sees people go to a leader for advice, but they've already decided they want to go this way and are looking more for a rubber stamp rather than advice is this a similar thing we're not going to god neutral but more after his blessing on our plans which can lead to deception i
0: like that very good that is so true we actually had somebody with a charge in the courts of heaven and that with that exact charge of hey you are starting off in a direction and asking me to bless it you know you've already had your mind up when you pray and that and god was not at all happy with that person in the courts that was a prevention uh, from receiving grace and mercy. So mm. very good point, Grant.
1: Lorna says, hearing from our minds, also known as vain imaginations, or is that different?
0: In the, in the scripture where it was talking about vain imaginations, it was um, talking about exalting the flesh and, and, you know, corrupting the message so that we could remain in sin, not wanting to leave sin. And, and, um, that was a vain imagination to So we were basically putting things together the way we wanted to receive them to do our own will. So to me, I, I think that applies here. Is that the way you understand vain imagination, Sandra?
1: Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Tr- uh, Trina, has her hand up.
0: Oh, hi Trina. Thank you for being patient. Did you have a question today? are you able to speak? Uh, yes. Can you hear me? I can. Did you have a question for us today?
2: Uh, yes. Uh, this, this is very dear to my heart and a lot of what you were saying was answering my question, but my, my card just died and I'm on a fixed income. And, um, but, but anyway, um, I live in an area where there's not very much public transportation, and in the States we have Uber or Lyft, but not really much, and I've kind of been going back and forth, and then I've had people approach me um, regarding a thing called Cars for Christ, and I had to write a letter why I needed a car, my situation, and how a car would benefit me. And, and I've been going through this as the last couple of days with two different organizations. I got the letters put together and ready to go out, but I just want to thank you so much.
0: I know I realize that there are people in situations all across this world that are, are so hard of what they're going through. And actually that's gonna be my part of the story in the next two meetings. That's part of what I'm gonna I'm to talk to you about is a tough situation my husband's going through and how tough it got before he hear, heard from God. And so these are, it, they're every no matter what stage you're in with God, there can be tough situations that arise. And it's during those tough situations, how, what we do, how, um, how we deal with them, is whether or not he brings us to the next level. And so we just have to hang on and it can be so hard. So I'm not saying any of these things lightly at all in any way, because I know that some of you are, are facing situations that are tougher than others. Okay, if we don't have any other questions, then we're gonna close this question and answer session and um, take any emergency prayers that need to be done. And if not, we'll dismiss for the day. So let, let me pray uh, for you, for everyone as a group. And so I hope that you'll all accept this one. Um, Heavenly Father, I just come before you now, gathered with those who have received this message. Holy Spirit, you are our teacher and our counselor, and you reveal our Lord to us. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing our Lord through the word of God showing each person the answers that they seek, the wisdom that they desire. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing our Lord to them. Whatever situation it is, Lord, you are the answer. And the answer is in the word of God. There are some amazing things addressed there. I thank you, Father. I thank you for being with each and every one of them for providing for them the answer. I thank you that they, are, they prosper and are in health even as their soul prospers, as they focus on you, as they let go of everything in this world. I thank you for seeing to each and every one of their needs. I thank you for showing yourself mighty and faithful, for I know you're faithful and all things are easy for you. I ask all of these things in the name of Yeshua, HaMashiach, Jesus, the Messiah. I thank you that it is done. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.